Good morning and welcome back to Vep Techie Talk. Again, I just want to say thank you to everyone that's been listening, giving me ideas, and really being supportive. I 100% appreciate you guys. Just keep sending those requests and ideas and I'm going to keep working on them. So today's episode is going to be about emotional toll. (laughs) Um, Human nurses, veterinarians, vet techs, CSCs, may the Lord bless you front staff people because I barely last covering their lunch breaks so (laughs) this one's for you guys too so let's start off with angry clients personally I love angry clients they're my absolute favorite because they're like a toddler they're just like super duper angry they don't even know why and they just want to yell and grunt and get it out and literally that's all you have to do you just have to let them have their tantrum and once they have their tantrum it's gonna go two ways they're going to be receptive of what you're saying or they're just gonna be the type of people that no matter what you say they're just not gonna be happy so you just have to kind of get through it as best as you can and move on I know I've offered people you know, a free office visit, a free, free services, and they were just still not happy. So you can't please those people. So don't even let that bother you. Just do what you can, calm them down and get them out of where of your space and move on. It's going to suck. You know, some people might feel bad and feel like, you know, I I really could have done something different or done something better. But in reality, people like that, there's just no pleasing them as for those that are just genuinely upset and just want to let it out they're gonna calm down and see you and they're gonna be very receptive to what you're saying and they're you're gonna find a common ground and go from there I know I have come to a common ground with with clients and they were still not happy but at least we I understood them and they understood me I always try to put myself in the other person's shoe so that I can better understand them and we can kind of move on from there because if they're not happy with whatever services were provided they can at least know that I tried my best to to comply with them and make sure they have a better understanding of what what happened or whatever it is that they were upset about. I remember COVID times was probably the most I've ever dealt with an angry client because they were just mad mad at the world because the world, which, you know, was understandable. People were indoors. They didn't have a lot to do. They were coming in because of every little thing, you know, the air brushed heavier, thus causing my dog to sneeze. And my dog doesn't sneeze until 3 p.m. And it was noon. So, you know, everything was just heightened during COVID. Um, My top three angry clients that I can think of uh, was one I we did um, where you where they park and you come outside and you get their pet. You know, everyone was like, well, why can't I come in? And it's like, well, that's just kind of the rules right now. This is how the world's going. You know, so like I never considered them angry clients because it was just a tough time and nobody knew what they were doing. And we were just trying to comply with whatever our corporate offices headset so you know whatever but I came in uh, or sorry I came out I took the dog 
and we didn't we couldn't allow people to bring like sweaters or blankets with their animals because I, I don't know I guess maybe if they sneezed on it we could get I don't know why but so I had said to the gentleman can you please take your sweater off your dog and he was like why it's cold and I said I completely understand but I'm gonna get your pet in as soon as possible and we're gonna do what we need to do and I'm gonna bring them back out to you well this is stupid this is ridiculous my dog is gonna freeze by the time you get to the front door what is your problem you don't even care all this stuff and I was like sir I completely understand that this may seem silly if you don't want this to happen you can go either reschedule for a later time or you can go to another vet office that may be might not have such strict rules as we do and he just went off so I was like there is nothing I can personally do about this he if you would like my corporate number you can go ahead and call them and express your concerns about you know your pet being cold and and it was a small dog so like maybe I don't know I don't argue with people but that was my solution and I said would you like to continue this appointment or would you like to reschedule for another time slash go somewhere else and he was like just take my dog so I took his dog and we went about and don't worry the dog didn't freeze <laughs> completely fine we took care of him and brought him back to dad and he didn't say anything never called corporate what have you so anyways next one was my I don't even know but so again COVID times um, pet couldn't come our parents couldn't come with the pet which again I totally get it I don't know how I would feel um, for like Renly he's very calm chill um, so I don't think he ever would need to go to the back. Jace, however, is super wiggly and is a puppy. So please take him, give him all the puppy treats, do what you need to do, what have you. So this lady, I felt really bad because she seemed to have some sort of emotional uh, issue kind of going on. And she really wanted to be with her pet, which those are tough because I understand what it's like not to be with my pets and having an emotional issue or whatever you want to call it on top of that does make it really hard so this one was really tough and I just you know didn't really know what to do at the time I wasn't a manager so she was crying she was screaming now I feel like there's a difference between actually you know being upset and then you know having a mental disorder that causes you to, to act like that and then there's also a difference between people just kind of trying to get what they want right so it's very hard to differentiate those three things so this lady was one of those that we tried everything we were like you know we can we can do it with you in the room you're just gonna have to wear a mask you know we tried everything and she just was not having it like she just wanted nothing to do with anything we wanted to reschedule like she just was impossible so she's just like screaming and cursing and she's just like I don't know what the f you're doing to my dog back there what if you guys don't do ish to it so my doctor my amazing amazing doctor came out and she just went guns a blazing like it was the most beautiful sight I've ever seen she was like well just so you know we did do ish to your dog she's perfectly healthy 
you know, X, Y, and Z. And this lady just kind of stared at her and it was like, what is she going to do? Is she going to freak out on my doctor? Is she going to call, like, what is she going to do? This lady was perfectly fine. She was just like, oh, okay, that's great. Thank you so much. She was so thankful. She was so happy never gave us a problem ever again and everyone was just like what the heck she's laughing my doctor's laughing and I'm just like am I in the twilight zone what just happened clients (laughs) they can be all over the place because you never know what that person has going on and sometimes people just need that kind of smack in the face to you know jump back to reality you know what I'm saying so it's it's kind of hard to decipher how you want to react to people's actions, but sometimes you just got to do what you have to do, you know? My third one was a client. He was always very particular with his dog. I mean, they were beautiful creatures. They were gorgeous. So I totally understand why he was very particular. Um, but I had done a nail trim on the dog and he wanted the dog's nails to be shorter this is a german shepherd so you know everybody in the industry we know how whiny and babyish they are so you you have to be careful with german shepherds because they can either scream their brains out and be totally fine or they can you know defend themselves which is what they're meant to do so i was pregnant at the time like super pregnant big old belly and um my nurse that's with me is holding the dog we trim the nails etc we bring the dog out to the gentleman and he's walking around and he comes back screaming about his dog's nails and how long they are and this is absolutely ridiculous and he's gonna get hurt and what if his nail snags on something side note If you look in his previous history, he had come in prior because his dog's nails were too short and they were bleeding everywhere. So, you know, which one do you want? So I come back out and I say, sir, you know, I I clipped the dog's nails as best as I could and as short as I could. If I go any shorter, the dog's nails will bleed. And he kept going and kept going. He wanted my name. He wanted the corporate's number, you know, all that jazz. So I gave him my name. I gave him my corporate number. I told him what hospital I was in. And I said, I'll cut the nails. But like I said, he could bleed. So I clipped the nails just like a hair. And he was just like, thank you. That's all I wanted. And my nurse and I, we just like looked at each other and we were like, all that because you wanted like the thinnest hair possible trimmed off like you couldn't have just said hey can you you know just a little teeny tiny bit more and that was it he went to the corner like he was going to call corporate but never did he just called his wife and it was insane (laughs) for absolutely no reason so Again, COVID, crazy times, clients don't know what they're going through, so you have to be as patient and as, and as understanding as you possibly can, no matter how hard and how silly it is, or pregnant you are, because sometimes that pregnancy brain can really add to the fire.
Moving on to my next favorite thing, aggressive animals. This one is hard, especially depending on how your hospital manages aggressive animal. I know a lot of hospitals now are fear-free, so they choose medication to go home with the client to give to, to the patient so that they can come back at a little bit more sedate um, level. Not fully knocked out, but kind of sleepy, drowsy to where they won't be so anxious or nervous or scared. Um, some hospitals kind of just deal with them so I guess it really depends on what hospital what uh, technique your hospital uses Uh, we kind of do both we try to be fear-free at first and then um, depending on what the situation is we kind of just deal with it and move forward so I know with some especially like burnt out nurses this is really hard because you know in your mind you're just like I just want to help you why are you trying to eat me and it's just like it just doesn't make sense in your brain as to why this is happening you know you're just like if you would just wait five seconds and let me do this you can go back to your parents but again putting yourself in that pet's view you know you you're they're away from their parents they're in this strange area they don't know you they don't know where they are they don't know what you're doing you're poking them with a needle or trimming their nails or holding them a lot of animals don't like restraint and sometimes less is more right so that's kind of fear free you just kind of let them be and you know you put a hand on them in case they were to snap or what have you and you do what you have to do but sometimes that doesn't always work i know i've had to put them in lateral and hold them hold them so that the doctor can do what they need to do you know um biopsies or a serenia injection to help with nausea vomiting they they need that so that you know quick kind of hold down give that injection so that they can feel better sometimes is better than you know if they're really sick and they have to go home and then they have to come back not only that but it's stressful on the clients too you know they don't want their pet so anxious and nervous that they and then have to come back and deal with that again i know sometimes we've had tried to be fear-free and the client will come in the dog has the medications that we prescribed and the dog is still absolutely insane um so then we have to do this all over again and then the second time it doesn't work again so sometimes you kind of just have to grin and bear it and do what's best for that patient and that client and do what you need to do get that patient out and then hopefully you don't have to see it for another six months to a year because you know whatever you did is helping them um i know (laughs) we have this one cat he's really cute and really sweet he came in with the medications that he needed actually even like a you know there's always a um, a range so he was at his high range and he came in my doctor and I you know he was a little feisty he was hissing at me and being a feisty kitty cat like he should you know as he should and we did our exam he was sick I don't exactly remember what was going on with him but he was pretty sick the owner was pretty worried about him so he had come in he let us do his exam we went in his butt we checked his anal glands we got a temperature you know fine 
this little dude scratches my boob and I'm like laughing at him I'm like wow all that and I just got a boob scratch I can't believe he you know he's being a little fresh um and I had let go because you know boobies are sensitive that kind of hurt so I let I had let go of him and he went under the bench so my doctor and I are just like hmm how are we gonna get this cat out of there he's you know he's at his wits end we already finished everything all we have to do is get in get him in the cage so her and I were you know we're laughing and this little literal tiger comes flying at me like I'm a steak hanging from the ceiling that he wants to eat and he grabs onto my leg and I like kind of had to shake him off of me and my doctor and I were just like what just happened so my doctor takes a blanket and is like shielding us from this cat (laughs) and we're like okay she's like okay you leave I'm gonna protect us and I'm like no you're the doctor you can't get hurt like let me do it like I'm already hurt like whatever whatever not even knowing the severity of my leg right so I'm like okay you stay here I'm gonna go get the owner don't die okay and we like you know do a little prayer and we're like okay you know we're going out the war out to war one man no man left behind right so I'm like running I'm like hey your cat's going crazy you tried to kill us you need to come in the room and she's like okay so absolute sweetest lady so she comes um in the room her cat jumps on her and she's just like ah and then it took probably an hour to calm him down enough to get him in the cage to go home and she was so sweet she was so thankful and so happy you know we checked on her the cat didn't do anything to her I go I go back after they leave you know he's fine they went home they got all the medications that they need hopefully we don't have to see him in like 10 years (laughs) so whatever and then I'm like my leg is like kind of itchy and it feels weird and I look down and I have this gaping hole on my leg (laughs) so that one was definitely an interesting one but again with like more burnt out nurses that could have been a whole whole ordeal I know you know sometimes we get bit and we get mad at ourselves you know what how could I have held better what could we have done differently to where I wouldn't have gotten hurt and the dog wouldn't or cat wouldn't have been that stressed that he had to go and bite me um you know you you feel like you didn't do what you should have I know some nurses I know I have felt dumb when a dog has uh, gotten me like what the heck I I know what I'm doing I know how to restrain an animal you know or why I shouldn't have trusted this pet so much because I know that's a big thing too I know I trust dogs and cats maybe not cats as much because they're absolutely crazy but you know love them um and one time I I trusted this dog he he was an aggressive dog and he came after me like after we again after we were done so sometimes you're like wow that was really silly of me to have done that and if I wouldn't have done that I wouldn't have gotten bit so you know that's a struggle in and of itself but listen a dog or a cat is gonna bite you even if you if if that's his goal he's gonna try his best to to get to you so always you know protect yourself as best as you can and take the right steps and moves to protect yourself and that pet 
I know a lot of dogs that love to gator roll, you know, and and sometimes they bite their tongue or they break their nail and now you have to add on to, to that situation and you're already frustrated and you already want to be done with it. But just, you know, switch out. Say, hey, I'm frustrated. I can't do this. Can someone else tap in? It, especially too when you're so so short staff you have to remember that you guys are a team so if you see that someone is like has had it and they can't do it anymore injured or not try your best to switch out with that person if you're in a availability to do so and if you can't and you're just so frustrated that you just can't tell your doctor say hey we need to stop i can't do this you know, and maybe you can come up with a plan to do something, something different. I know sometimes, you know, you're not really supposed to, but we try to get owners involved and say, Hey, do you think you can muzzle your dog? Because we're trying every tactic. We tried food. We've tried treats. We've tried not like, um, less is more. We've tried everything and he's just not really cooperating. You know, can you muzzle? And a lot of clients are okay with that. They'll go ahead and muzzle or they'll reschedule, you know, I'm fresh like the client can be like I'm frustrated my dog's frustrated you know let's try this another day and then you can reschedule and come up with a better plan on how to approach you know this pet because each pet is different too you can't use the same technique for every pet so yes fear free is amazing and it works but sometimes it just doesn't and sometimes you just have to do what you have to do to do what you have to do with that pet and then see you in six months to a year so really try your best to not get so frustrated because you're already in a stressful situation and remember dogs and cats can read off your vibe so that vibe needs to be a chill vibe <laughs> so just try your best keep calm you know this is just temporarily it's not gonna take that long do what you have to do and move on Switching between clients can be really hard to, you know, just talking about aggressive animals, you go from an aggressive animal to a euthanasia. That's a tough switch because you yourself are angry and frustrated and now you have to go be with this client that is in a really emotional and hard state and you have to meet them at that level and be compassionate and let them know, you know, this this is the decision you want. We're here for you. We're here to support you. So that switch between patients is really hard. And then, you, you know, you go in, they're crying, their pet is sad. Maybe you've known that pet since it was a puppy, or maybe you just met that pet and you really liked it. And, you know, now you're seeing it pass away, saying goodbye to, to their parents. Euthanasias are not easy. I know I talked about this in my dear Raygon episode. Losing a pet is is hard. You know, you are with them. You you think of your own pet. You think about how sad they must be. You think about you know maybe again you know this patient and you think about all the awesome times that they came to the appointment funny stories that the client may have told you and you try to connect with that person or maybe you've never met the client or the pet and you just want to be understanding and you want to be there for them so that kind of switch is can be really hard 
to to deal with just always keep in mind to put yourself in that person's shoes and just try to be supportive as you can you know grab tissues grab a water bottle ask them hey is there anything i can do for you is there anything you need stay with them if they ask i know sometimes that's hard but you don't have to do much just be there sometimes people just need that that other person there uh sometimes people need a prayer sometimes people need a hug it you're there for them you're there for them and you're there for that pet so just keep that in mind and just do you know whatever it is that you need to do i know i just had a double whammy i had an aggressive pet that was getting euthanized that was incredibly hard we you know had to have uh everyone kind of stay out of the way because he didn't like other animals we brought him to the back we, you know we sweet talked him we held him because he was a really strong guy um uh, the doctor kind of gave a sedative to help relax him we brought him to his owners they spent their time with them you know they were crying my doctor was crying i teared up it, it was really hard and you know you just talk to them and let them know that they made the best decision not only for them but for that pet you know you you talk about and think about that quality of life if that quality of life is not there then this this euthanasia is the best for your pet and that pet is always going to be with them in memories in their hearts in their minds so yes it's hard because they're not physically there but that pet is definitely always going to be with them so let's say you know you finish your euthanasia and now you're going into a new puppy appointment i that one i struggle with i do not like finishing a euthanasia and then having to go in with a new puppy that really puts a lot of weight on me <laughs> so i you know i always try to drink a little bit of water you know try to change my mindset you know that's life unfortunately you have the beginning and you have the end and that is a hard transition but you can go into that new puppy room see how cute and adorable that puppy or kitten is and just feed off of that you know now you you know you end you helped end this life so now you have to go and help this new life you know talk about those vaccines talk about you know potty training silly puppy questions have that conversation and try to be as positive as you can with those new puppy appointments after just doing that euthanasia you know plus how can you be upset when this cute little fluffy thing is licking peeing licking you peeing on you <laughs> wagging its tail you know so try to embrace it and enjoy it we don't always get to cuddle puppies and kittens but when we do it's great and you know just enjoy that time with that new little puppy or kitten my favorite thing to do is make fun of their name <laughs> because sometimes clients come up with the silliest names uh, we have one named dinosaur he's absolutely cute and uh, i think like the kid named it or something and then on the tag it says roar so cute so you know you can laugh at things like that to help kind of transition from what you just went through Oof, pay. Pay is a tough one. That 
definitely amongst other things can make or break how you're feeling with work I know with like uh, assistants I know they don't always get paid the best and they try to get their license so that they can get paid more it's that's a tough one because I feel like with how the veterinary industry is going I feel like pay is getting better for everyone definitely not where it should be but I feel like it's definitely getting better when I first graduated tech school and I went into my first interview they offered me nine dollars an hour and I was like um I know I'm not licensed but I just graduated and I know it's a two-year degree but it's still a degree and I worked my butt off for it I'm definitely gonna need more than nine dollars an hour so it's definitely it has definitely got gotten more um, the, the pay so we're getting there so if you're interested in the vet world or in the vet world hang on because we're getting there there's a lot of different factors that come into play there's you know supply and demand uh, I hate to say that we're an object because we're not but there's a lot of people that want their pets seen and you need nurses for that and if you want nurses you're gonna have to pay them well so we're gonna get there so just hang on because we're getting there so tough topic and I know a lot of times too you for again texts that aren't um, licensed and they've been in in the same place for years and then you know you have a newbie come and they get paid more than you right off the, the bat that is also really hard but maybe you can talk to your practice manager or whomever it is and say hey look I know so and so has a license but I've been here X amount of years and I'm ex- my experience counts for something so you know definitely have that conversation and maybe sometimes to to help not only with pay but burnout maybe it's time to switch it up and try somewhere new that doesn't you know you can always never burn your bridges you know keep a good rapport with your last people but definitely you know look into some other options to kind of help with that uh pay for front desk staff cscs csrs I know you guys too have hopefully been getting pay increases. I know a lot of emergency rooms, they start at like $20 an hour. So definitely something to think about too if you're looking for a pay increase. Uh, I'm always on Indeed looking and kind of researching and I've seen a lot of uh, emergency places start at $20 an hour. So if that's something that you can handle, definitely look into kind of switching it up. Not only that, but you get different experiences as well you can't spell team without me and me is a huge factor in how your team is gonna play a lot of us need to do self-reflecting and see you know when you have these issues with your team members what am I doing to cause my team to react to me that the that they are reacting this field is super catty i think a lot of the times we forget that we're a team and instead of being team players we try to one-up each other and we can't do that we're all tired 
we all have personal things going on where a lot of us are burnt out. So you, as hard as it is, you, we gotta chill out with the cattiness. I don't know how many times I have to see, you know, one, not one more vet, you know, and all those suicide uh, things going around. Vet, vet, the vet industry is a high suicide rate um, field. So we've got to help each other out. I don't know how many people have come and gone in my hospital that I just do not like. They come in and they breathe and I'm just like, why? Why are you breathing? And why are you breathing like that? You couldn't have breathed any other way or smiled any other way or laughed a little bit quieter, you know, keep your happiness to yourself. It's it's hard. <laughs> Um, being friendly and being civil with other people, but you just have to, you have no idea what that person is going through and maybe coming home, uh, coming to work is their only salvation. And that's why they're so annoying and they're either so happy or so grumpy because being at work is their only outing. So just keep that in mind try to be the better person try to be the one that kind of levels out the team because there's a lot of different things going on with a lot of different people you know you have the one that knows everything and actually the patient knows more than or the client knows more than they do and you know they know nothing but they say that they know this and you should try that and why didn't you do it this way just no just go away go do that on your own time goodbye then you have the person that it's like you have to tie a rope to them and pull them in order to do some work like hello what are you doing there's like 50 million things that need done and you're staring at the computer screen are you okay you good you need some coffee you want a red bull let's go chop chop you know <laughs> so it's like you know what's what's going on with them like are you good, bro? Do you need to talk real quick so that we can get through this and we can move on and get the day done? It's so hard to be a team player in this field. You know, you learned something one way and this person learned something that way. And this person knows that this is the best way, but this person learned it in school and this person's doctor or my old hospital used to do it like this. Whatever the case may be, figure it out work together, help the patient, move on. You have to remember that you're there for that patient and you're there for that client. So just try to figure it out and keep it pushing. The other one too that is hard is the drama. There's so many things to talk about. Did you hear that so-and-so's husband made out with his sister's ex-wife niece's nephew uncle's sister's brother's cat and it's like what who cares why are we even talking about do you even know the cat like what is wrong with you so <laughs> you know that kind of drama is is obnoxious and unsettling go to your manager be like hey you need to tell lorinda to chill because if she doesn't i will so like talk to people say like hey what can I do for this person to stop or they keep talking about me or you know I really am trying and I feel like I'm not getting anywhere especially with 
new people starting out, you know, the frustration of trying and not succeeding, that's hard. And they don't need someone talking about them because they're already kind of struggling with themselves. We have to be a team. We have to be cooperative. They're learning. So it doesn't take a month or two to figure this field out. Sometimes it can take six months. Not only that, but there's multiple, at least in my hospital, there's multiple different doctors that you have to figure out and you have to learn. So it's not going to take them two days to, to figure that out. You have to help them, you know, especially if you've been so, someone that's been in the field long help them out sure you don't like them but who cares because at the end of the day whether you like them or not that's your team member and you need them to keep moving especially with how short staff everyone is train that person to be better than you so that when things happen you can again whether you like them or not you can at least know hey i trained you i know you know what you're doing so knock it off and let's do it so Again, just trying to be a team player, cut the drama. You want to talk and talk smack and make fun of people? Fine, whatever. It's all in our nature. We all do it. We all judge. Just don't treat anyone differently. You can judge. Fine. It's a habit. We do it. Just you don't have to treat that person differently. Go out to lunch with your girls and talk and do whatever you want or go out drinking, what have you. But you have to do what you have to do while you're at work. Finally, let's talk management. A manager can make or break the team. If you have a solid team and a liquid manager, it's not going to work out. You're going to have to work together as a team to build each other up, to help each other out when you have a manager that is burnt out or doesn't care or is just basically over it over you guys over the field what have you just you know kind of like what I said before work as a team build each other up help each other out and just try to keep it pushing sometimes you know managers again they're humans too they have their own kind of thing going on but I know it can be very hard when you have a manager that's just not not with it you know they're either really controlling and they're trying to do everything and it makes it worse or they're not doing anything and they kind of just like eh, you figure it out you do what you want or maybe they're too controlling and too managey and they nitpick at every little thing that you do. Every everything you go through is a lesson. So however your manager is being, take it, analyze it however you want. There's always three sides. Your side, their side, and the truth. So just take it, try to work with it, and keep going. And if, honestly, if they're that bad, then kind of like with pay, try to find somewhere that you're not going to be stressed out going into work because your manager is the way that they are. Or change your schedule around. If you know they work every other Saturday, then you work the opposite Saturday. And just try to keep the energy as possible, as positive, sorry, as you can and 
just do your best. You know, there's, you have two options. You stay and you deal with it or you leave and you learn from it and you move on. So yes, managing and being a manager is difficult, but they need to, you know, do their own self-reflecting and realize they have a team to look out for and a team to build. And they, and until they realize that, it's, it's going to be difficult to, to work around that. So just try your best that you can. And if you, if it's a possibility, maybe go above them and say, Hey, I think so-and-so is struggling and maybe they need help or maybe they need retrained or, or moved around or something. And maybe they can help you. I know it's kind of scary sometimes to, to go above, but sometimes maybe that's just what you need. Dealing with a tough manager is very, very stressful and, again, can make or break the job. But at the end of the day, it's your choice on how you choose to, to handle. So just try your best and come up with different ideas. Come up with pros and cons. What are the pros of me staying and dealing with this manager? And what are the, the cons of me staying and dealing with this manager? Or what are the pros of leaving and what are the cons of leaving? You know, if you have a list like that, you can kind of figure out what your next move um, will be. I really hope that for anyone struggling in the field, whether it's human nurse or veterinary nurse, front desk staff, kennel assistant, if you're struggling, talk to someone, let it out and remember work-life balance. That is really important. You have to find something that that is a good hobby or something that you're interested in. Go hiking, you know, get a bunch of uh, work friends together and go out. I know my gang, we have, we try to get together every month and go out and do something. Uh, we come up with different ideas, but we don't always get to do it. But I know one of the things that we want to do is do a painting uh, thing where we kind of get an idea and, and paint something and compare it and talk about it. So trying to find something outside of work where you can kind of let loose, talk about work, but still have fun. Uh, we go out dancing sometimes. Some of us have dogs and we go to the dog park together and we talk about work. We talk about life. We talk about boyfriends, husbands, children's dogs, cats, everything possible, but you need that outlet. You need to, to find something that is going to help you de-stress and forget about work or express how you're feeling at work. So hang in there because we need you. And if you guys have any other questions or anything else you want to talk about, always uh, my messages are open. So hang in there.